0: Hi, and welcome to this episode of K12 Tech Talk. Corey is absent again this week, but we have a fill-in guest of Eric, and he talks about some of the initiatives he's facing at his school, including two-factor authentication across applications, not just Gmail. Chris does a few more dramatic reading reviews, and I talk about my recent trip to, to the Metal Conference. Have a listen. This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. With Chris, Josh, and Corey. The podcast by K-12 Techs for K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is... Episode fifty of the Animal Show, Chris. Chris's <laughs> Animal Show. No, this is K twelve Tech Talk. Uh, this is episode fifty, though. Um, thanks for hanging in with us on these fifty episodes. If you haven't listened to all of them, go back and listen to all of them. Uh, to celebrate other- our professionalism, <laughs>
1: uh, I asked my dog to bark for a little bit in the background.
0: <laughs> Actually, that was that. That I thought that was Jeremy's dog that he dropped off in the green room uh, yeah. today. Because um, Jeremy's out of town, so Chris is babysitting Jeremy's dog. Uh, it's one he, of those ruckus dogs. Yeah, and he's been locked in the green room all day. His wife has
1: never been better.
0: <laughs> so that voice, that that unknown voice that we haven't introduced and he's already talking. Uh, obviously, Corey is not here again. I really do think it's me at this point. Um, it's that, not me, it's you. We, we have... Uh, Eric with us tonight to fill in for Corey's position Um, and it it will be big shoes to fill Uh, welcome
2: Eric thank you I thought you were just bringing me in for an anniversary 50th episode or something like that
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
1: Eric do you want us to call you Eric or do you want to go by a secret name Ooh. I think we already let the cat out of the
0: bag. (laughs) Well, we didn't say his last name yet, or where he was from. That Eric Eric could be the fake name. You don't know. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right.
1: That's that's right. That's right. That's right.
0: Uh, Got you, Chris. Did we have any listener email this week? We sure did.
1: You're like ready to go.
0: I am, man. Let's get into this.
1: All right, we got one. So. Uh, We are asked this. As part of our digital citizenship education at the high school, we would like to do a lesson on cybersecurity with our juniors. I've done a lesson in the past, but I'm always looking for engaging ways to get ideas across. Is there something that you use with your staff that you found effective? And then going back to the original thing or things that you think would be good for the kids?
0: Um, We'll let Eric start this since he's our guest. Well, um,
2: I actually got called into one of our um, marketing and um, digital literacy classes this last year to teach a lesson. So we went through, um, I we actually kind of started with does the internet even work, um, just to kind of lay a baseline. And then um, I know I'm not speaking to any kind of products here, but we went through password security, uh, their digital footprint and what that looks like. Um, across all platforms. So we went through like their Google account and to see all connected applications. And we even did a few things like seeing what Google knows about you. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, just some real simple things. And it was really surprising how open their eyes were to how much is already known about them on the internet and getting them to create secure passwords and understand what apps are connected to things and understand how their social media interacts with ads. So. Not any specific product, but it was it was just good to go in there and have a discussion about some real simple topics that we all take for granted.
0: Yeah, and you know that you bring up a good point that that Google search of just the simple act of typing your name into a Google search and hitting enter and seeing what comes back. One of the vul- vulnerability scans that we had done recently was a little bit of, or it involved a little bit of uh, OSINT background work on me more or less so the the people doing the assessment typed my name into google and and more or less gave me a couple page report of what information could be found about me easily online just to show that you know if if i was using any of that stuff as a credential or as a password or a phrase how easy it would be to kind of open source intelligence their way into an account, which I'm not using any of that information, you hackers out there listening, so yeah, I think that is yes he is. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is a very um worthwhile and like you said eye opening action, Chris, I can tell right now you're googling your name, aren't you? It's good. <laughs>
1: I remember uh, a couple of times I've done the thing on Facebook where you can download all the data on you. Mm -hmm. And one of those used to be this little section of, it would tell you all the keywords and stuff that Facebook identifies you as. And just super interesting because they would tell you what kind of ads they're targeting your way. Huh? Yeah. And uh, Google,
2: if you go to ad settings.google.com with your personal account, it won't, uh, I don't think it'll be on for your school accounts, but it'll tell you real, real detailed information about you, like what they're, what they're sending ads your way, tells you your age, um, gender, um, language spoken, typical interests. So uh, a
1: lot of the students pulled that up right away and were amazed that it, it had them pegged in a lot of ways. There sure. used to be, an e- I, I don't have any idea what the website was, but it would look at your cookies and it would just spit out some information of what kind of ads you would get based upon the cookies that you got going. Mm-hmm. And it For- knows you better than you know yourself.
0: Yeah. Right. Are you guys, are either of you fishing your students?
1: Ooh, not, not students. No, but that would be cool. Yeah.
0: I I think, I could be totally wrong here, but the state consortium that we all belong to, the product that they kind of resell to us as members gives free student accounts, I believe. Hmm. Um, and I, I was just curious. I haven't heard of, of anybody uh, of a school fishing their students, which to me, I, in our environment, would be a little like shooting fish in a barrel because we don't allow any outbound or any outside domains to email our students. So our students, they know if they receive an email at this point, it's either coming from a faculty member or, or a application or site that we've whitelisted. So if they all of a sudden start receiving emails from a service that's trying to, you know, look like it's harvesting credentials or something, it's going to be pretty easy to say, oh, that's, that's not a legitimate email.
1: But, or do you think they click it because they get really excited?
0: Well, I, who knows? It, that could go either way. Um, but that idea of phishing students, I think, is a, at least high school students or even yeah. maybe upperclassmen in high school because they're getting ready to leave the nest kind of thing and go into the For real sure. world. And most of those kids all have email accounts, any you know, personal email accounts anyway. Um, but I, I think that could be a worthwhile task. So, my issue with that or my my i guess rollout or implementation of that would be difficult because we don't have a quote-unquote technology class i don't like that term but Mm -hmm. we have business labs and we have business classes at the high school level but we don't have a particular technology class that everybody gets so we'd have to like commandeer an English class period or a library, you know, something like that to, to run that process that to me, that would be the, the hurdle to implementation that I see.
1: We yeah. use like an advisory time. Oh, that'd we work. Hi- we had, yeah. hi- we hi- hijack that sometimes we do a, uh a internet safety. Uh, I do it because of SIPA because of E-rate. I always tie it back. And this was here before I came, came to my school district, but because we do E-rate, we tell everyone that there are particular things that are required yeah Uh, that's just been the thing so sipa our view on sipa compliance is also that we're teaching the kids about that a little bit so every year we make district-wide uh there's a i get i give them basically the month of october to knock out some tech lessons and they eat those up with advisory
0: that's actually not a bad way to to do that um November is your Cybersecurity Awareness Month, isn't it, Chris?
1: It is. This is Internet Safety Week, actually. Uh, forever, even at the previous district I was at, October was always busy with state reporting and just being busy. Uh, so I know that's the national time to do it, but I always kicked ours to November because I had more time. Uh, so last week was Password Security Week. This week is Internet Safety Week. Uh, so we this week, we just... So I send out an email at the beginning of the week and uh, to kind of talk about the week. So this is internet safety week. And the big thing is a challenge to faculty staff to either personally, individually spend time, uh, look up an article, do something with internet safety. Or if you're a teacher, if you will spend any amount of time with your kids to come up with any kind of lesson or a five minute spiel, uh, then they all email me as they do something. uh, And then we put their names into a hat for a prize.
0: Ooh, that's great! That's awesome! And that's like what,
1: easy. What's your prize? Well, that's a little controversial, but usually I give away gift cards. Oh Ooh. yeah, Ooh. Mm. and I've never received a hand slap. Wow! Now,
2: Chris, did you implement this? Yeah. Yeah, and did you have any kickback
1: from administration, or were they all really cool with this? This is, this is a great idea. They've, and but I've heard. I mean, over the years, I presented. I've presented that that consortium thing Josh was talking about more net. Uh, and you talk about these different things and it's worked at the two school districts I've worked at. It's worked well, uh, but I've heard of schools that it just, that's that this stuff does not go over well, but it's been fine and backed by administration. They love it. That's the key right there. I think
0: yeah. that's awesome. And, and I, I think probably the reason is, is it it ticks several boxes. I mean, you have that, that SIPA box you for know, sure. if, you know, if you're interpreting SIPA that way, which I think that's very reasonable because part of that is digital citizenship. Um, I I think that's an easy explanation there. Um, so what was, what's next week? What will next week's be? Or do you want to save that for next week's episode?
1: We'll do an email security week. Um, and then there's one more week and I don't know what it is. So you don't have you no know, security week. That's usually and that usually they kind of know. Like yeah. I try to fish them that week.
0: We, um, I ran a fish. Oh, st-
1: student data security week. We spend some extra time on this.
0: There you go. I ran a fish of our faculty and staff last week. Um, we had a two point three percent click rate. Of uh, of everybody that I sent it to, and I sent I've been sending it to all staff because this new tool that I'm using allows um, me to pick a category instead of a single e- instead of a single fish to send to everyone. So um, I picked two categories this time, and I think there was a possible 20, 20 different emails that it could send. So it randomizes who receives what email, um, and we only had like six people click the links in the email. So I feel pretty good about that. According to this tool that we're using, who's not a sponsor, so I'm not going to mention them. Um, they're really expensive and have a number in their name. Um, <laughs> they say that the industry average or industry average, yeah, for education is 5.5 percent, I think, or 3.5 percent, and we're down around. Uh, well, this last one was 2.3. It's slightly higher than our last month's. Um, yeah. Josh, do you have any baseline
2: data? Where did you start?
0: Boy, I would have to go back to the prior tool that we used um, and find out. I don't know if I have access to that, but it was definitely higher than two point three percent. I talked to a, a district that's near me, and they were shoot, man. I want to say he was close to double digits, six percent, seven percent, somewhere up there. So, um, and he was using the same categories that I was using. So I was I was pretty happy with that. Now that that is on go the go back heels. to that. What do you mean by categories again? So like this tool will say fish of the week and they've got 10 emails that have been submitted to their, to, to their system that have that were fishes that were seen in the wild this week. So they, they make a copy of those or make, make their own. And then those are in the repertoire of emails to send out. Um, I did that and I did a data entry category. So next month, the the December fish, since it's holiday season, I will be doing a holiday themed um, category and see if I can get somebody to go to the post office again like I did last year eh. or two years ago. Eric, um, do you
1: guys do anything?
2: Um, you mean in terms like a, a fishing. fishing campaign? We are not right now. We're looking at our state consortium um, using the, the tool included in there.
0: It's very good for the money that it, for what they're charging it is very good.
2: We had also looked at using the MSI SAC. um, I think it's a paid service through there. Yeah. So we've got a few on the table that's, um, on
1: our to do before December. Hey, I can say what I use. I use something cool.com's Pi protect.
0: Oh, that's and- right. You've been using that for quite a while. Haven't you?
1: Yeah. Several years. And it's good. They actually, I think I could do more, but they do most, I kind of ask them to schedule something. They pick something out for me kind of thing.
0: Uh, so and today, they sell
1: they sell the other stuff too. But
0: So real quick, to go along with email security, we're still in the throes of our implementation of 2FA. I'm down to like 20 accounts that still have to turn it on, which I think is a total success so far. And I have yet I have yet to have a conversation of you can't make me use my phone kind of conversation. So we're we're coasting, man. We're we're the end is near. But in, in looking at the logs of watching these people turn on uh two factor or, or enroll in two factor for their email, I noticed in the logs that I had a teacher, and I check these every day about midday. I've I've noticed her name come up every day that she's changing her Gmail password. And after like the fourth or fifth day of seeing this, I'm like, all right, I'm going to call her. So I called her the other day. I'm like, hey, I'm showing in the logs that you're changing your email password every day. And she goes, yeah, Google's telling me to. I'm like, what do you mean Google's telling you to? She goes, well, I get this pop. When I log in, I get this pop-up that says I need to change my password. I'm like, "That something's not adding up here. I said, the next time it, it happens take a picture with your phone and send it to me. I want to, I want to see the pop-up that comes up. I hadn't heard from her a couple days. I was at metal, the um, metal conference today, which is a part of Cosin from Missouri. I'll talk about that in a minute. And I get a, I get a message from her with a screenshot or a picture and it's Chrome's password manager alerting her to password reuse and Mm -hmm. suggest, you know, and you know how that comes up in Chrome. It's actually, it's, it's actually a new tab. It opens a new tab with a little generic warning and gives you a button at the bottom to change password. So she's she's taking that as Google's telling her, which, I mean, she's not wrong because it is Chrome telling her to do that. But it, what it was is when we found, I sent one of my guys up there to talk to her. When she was changing her email password, she was also going in and changing her sys password to the same password. So mm. Chrome password manager was noticing that she was reusing a password and warning her to the detriment of doing that. So and was telling her, "Hey, you need to change your password." So, like for the last, for the last ten days or more, she's been changing her password every day. So, I think that's I, great. I, I mean, it, infinite regress. It's the tool is working the way it was intended to work. I mean, it's not a it, it's not a screw up. Um, and password reuse is bad. So. Yeah, it it was kind of funny.
1: I think I told you guys, you know what I do with passwords? You write them down. I just I just add dollar signs at the end. Oh yeah.
0: Really? At information
1: point. Yeah, like every new job I get, I figure I'm making more dough. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like I'm using the same password from like 5 jobs ago. Just with one more
0: dollar sign. Yeah, so you're up to 5 dollar signs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's not true. That was a total joke.
0: Yeah. So, um, it's a pound sign. I was at the metal conference today and I should know what that stands for, but I don't, um, too bad we don't have Mr. Jason on with us tonight. He would be able to tell us. So metal is the Missouri uh, educational tech leaders, something like that. Um, metal, the, they're the Missouri chapter of COSIN and they had, they had their, Missouri okay. educational technology leaders. I just guessed that. Bingo. Uh, <clears throat> they had their Missouri chapter meeting uh, today and tomorrow, and it's a it's not necessarily a a tech conference as much as it is a leadership conference. So it's kind of geared towards um, directors and CIOs about leadership style and leadership skills and kind of PD for lack of a Did better. Did you know term.
1: heavy metal is called metal because it's harder than rock?
0: Thanks, wow. Laffy
1: Taffy.
2: Right? <laughs> uh, what so were you it,
0: saying, Josh? It was it was like PD based around leadership, styles and skills, um, and it was today they were doing leadership based upon events that happened during Pearl Harbor. Um, yep. December seventh, nineteen forty-one. and kind of to correlate with uh, Veterans Day today, so it was it was pretty interesting to kind of step through that in a little bit more detailed uh, view of Pearl Harbor and, and events that happened that day and some of the stuff that I had not heard that happened the way they happened. <clears throat> it was it was pretty interesting. Um, but while I was there, I did see Andrew from. Provision Data Solutions. He said hello. Talk to him. Oh, he has a very Sponsor? good Sponsor. he has a very good handshake. Okay, um, very very strong handshake. Um, and I also ran into the Aruba sales guy. Whatever his, uh, can't think of his name. Um, is it my name? No, isn't it Corey's? Isn't it Corey? Corey Corey Aruba. No, it is Chris at Aruba. <laughs> right. Um, he was there. He was there. And he brought donuts, and no one ate his donuts because they provided <laughs> breakfast. He had two big old, big old boxes <laughs> of donuts. Um, he, he told me more than one time, come just, just take a donut. That's uh, funny. So I, I, I had to ask him where my 515s were, and he said he didn't know. Uh, but, you know, going back to Corey not being here, I think part of the reason why Corey may not be here is he may have sold those 505s and gone to Mexico like he's i think he's the only person that has gotten I, his ap's this the equivalent of selling a bitcoin it could be they probably <laughs> are valued similar as a bitcoin right now yeah hey, i think he still did
2: listen to last week's podcast and um i looked up and saw that you can buy a 515 on walmart.com and it will be here by june 24th. what yeah. oh yeah
1: i, huh. I, I Thank you, Google Shop. Chris at Aruba, you better watch out. Walmart's coming for you. <laughs> They're I'm not sh- a sponsor, but they could be. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I'm sure that's not an authorized resell of of oh, Aruba equipment. Man, uh, what was I? I I don't want to know what the price was. We probably shouldn't say that anyway. Can we run that through E-rate? Do I don't know that I wonder if my wonder has a spin, yeah, they may have a spin, I don't know, <laughs>
2: I'm in, <laughs> oh, it was only a it was a mere like thirteen hundred dollars,
0: oh my goodness,
2: like, yeah,
0: so yeah, it was good do to see think, those guys do you think Corey's still tired from that install? Oh, like, is that what's going on? He did so many steps, how many he texted us and told me told us how many steps he had, didn't he? It was something like five thousand steps and how tired he was. I don't I'm beginning remember. to think he got on your bad side, and this yeah. Is oh, he's this ma- he's podcast. mad at me. I I don't know what it is, but yeah, he. I'm I'm taking blame it for this. Well, or or kudos for this. I'm not sure which yet. Um. So Eric, what else? What else you have going on in your district, or what? What issues are you seeing? What's going on, buddy? Open What's up going to on. us, man. You know, this has been a
2: a long year in two in two or three months right <laughs> <laughs> you know because it feels like the pandemic is all still going on but we're also going back to before the pandemic and we're doing right. all the things at once so we're doing the pandemic stuff and we're doing the back the regular life stuff and so we're kind of uh, just being expected to do it all and i thought last year was rough i feel like people were given a little bit of recognition to tech departments last year this year's just been rough um but mm. In general, I think we're we're just trying to button up on uh, cybersecurity, student privacy as a hot button. And fortunately, I'm thankful that board members are coming back from conferences and, and starting to really have a stake in it. And that's yeah. also filtering down a superintendent and principals. So there's a lot more buy-in from the top down uh, for sure. And that's been a big focus for us We're getting ready to make sure all of our RFPs are ready to go for the next round of E-Rate. Yep. Uh, probably doing all new switching this year. Are oh, you? Yeah. Um, let's see, what else we got going on? You talked about doing two-factor stuff, but you're wanting yeah, to expand yeah. that? So in terms of uh, our cybersecurity, we're, we're really trying hard to get the communication piece together. And the other piece is just the behind the scenes. So how do we make sure that teachers and staff don't have three different applications; they've got two-factor or multi-factor turned on. On, so we're trying. We're trying to go all with Azure um, mm-hmm. because we have a lot of Apple products, and that integrates with our school manager. And uh, so we've been kind of kicking back and forth: Do we federate Google accounts through Azure? And you know, one of the most surprising things for me, we uh, our SIS doesn't. I, I don't know if your sis don't allow two-factor authentication but that blows my mind that our sis companies don't get behind doing two factor authentication because that's where the money is
0: well Uh, i I, I when i I saw a slide
2: presentation last week that uh, student data one student records were somewhere between 275 and 350 dollars yeah so that's
0: crazy i asked our student information system um it's been a couple months ago if they have a roadmap to start supporting two factor of their own. Mm-hmm. And the answer was no, we're gonna well what we recommend is you turn on Google single sign-on with our application and you leverage Google's two-factor. Well technically that works, but really it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if I consider that a valid solution.
2: Yeah. We we kicked around the idea of putting our SIS behind an application proxy, but the problem there is then getting parents to be able to sign into right. it. So that doesn't work. Um and RSIS doesn't support any kind of single sign on. So
0: I wonder or... if um have you looked at duo? Uh
2: a little bit. We actually had a conversation about duo in the office today, uh, for another another reason.
0: But they have a pretty attractive like entry. They give you a couple accounts for free just to try it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it's five three or five accounts. Um but I think kind of their big thing is that application two-factor authentication. So it'd be interesting if if your sys would interface with duo at all.- mm-hmm. but you're right. I, these sys manufacturers or companies have got have got to get their head out of the sand, and I don't, I don't know if it's a cost thing. I don't know it, it, it can't be that hard to build that algorithm in to know you know to build that two-factor calculation or whatever happens in the background in. Um, but there must be something because there are several of them not doing mm-hmm.
2: it. You get access to the wrong or the right account. Um, that's that's yeah. a whole trove and those are the things that keep you up at night for sure. Yep,
0: yep, exactly. Right. I agree. What kind of switching are you looking
2: at? Uh, we're currently an HP Pro Curve shop mm-hmm. so we'll mm-hmm. be looking at the Aruba. I think we're looking at the CX line.
0: Are you? Um, the the 62- Chris's yours. just perked up. The sixty-two hundred, <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> um, probably sixty-two, sixty-three, sixty-four. Depending oh wow! On application.
0: Cool, big boys.
2: Only I think we'd only be looking at one big boy. We're also looking at re redoing our um, switch layout to um, just kind of increase redundancy you know, with our fiber.
0: Yeah, are you going to look at like OSPF routing or? Well, actually,
2: we have everything in place um, right now for our fiber just to patch it all together to do more of a star configuration instead of linked. Um, so we want to get away from a switch connected to a switch connected to sure. a switch. We have that in one instance, and it, um, we often think, okay, one of these guys in this chain goes down. A lot of people are down the chain. Mm-hmm. So we have a, a, I think we have a pretty good setup of how we can do it just with patches.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Chris, what else we got to talk about? Invisible. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about Invisible real quick?
1: Invisible, a proud new sponsor of the K12 Tech Talk podcast. Uh, We talked last week about uh, the carts, the mobile carts that you can buy, that they can do the UBC stuff, uh, kill off COVID and everything else. Uh, I thought we'd touch on, they have this in-air thing, their UBC air filtration unit. So, Gosh, yeah. you checked out those specs a little bit today. Yeah,
0: so this looks pretty cool because this this is a, it's a, for lack of a better term, like a combo unit. It has a HEPA filter built into it, which, you know, that's kind of like the gold standard for air filters. Uh, and then it also has a carbon filter built into it. So you got two two big, good, um, I don't know the term for filters, but they they remove a lot of particulate from the air. Um, They're able to catch a lot of stuff. Uh, But then what Invisible is doing is they're throwing in a germicidal UVC, actually LEDs, uh, not a single light, but a LED array to inactivate airborne pathogens. So... You, you can, I mean, that's been around in HVAC systems for quite a while, but where I've seen them in use is at in residential at the main unit in the home. But this is on the air filter in, in the ceiling tile uh, on the return. Uh, the HEPA filter is a four layer HEPA filter that catches up to 99.97% of airborne pathogens, uh, as small as 0.3 UM. Um, while the carbon filter, the activated carbon filter, reduces gases, odors, and VOCs in the air, so kind of that that you know, high school kids, junior high kids, they kind of smell. Um, so that carbon, that activated <laughs> carbon filter, kind of removes that uh, Axe body spray from the air uh, for for a for a scent removal. You'll see. Um, so yeah, yeah, you know, Axe is a, a heavily favored uh, deodorant and body <laughs> spray. Um, So yeah, and then you throw on top of those two filters, the UVC light uh, LEDs that they eliminate hazardous material and waste disposal concerns for traditional. Oh, and and I'm sorry, the LED removes the uh, waste disposal concerns for typical UVC lamps. So instead of a An old school UVC lamp, it's an LED light. So you get rid of some of the mercury concerns with the old school UVC lamps. Anything else you wanted to say about this, Chris?
1: It all just blows my mind. Like we talk about cybersecurity stuff and then we start talking about this stuff. And like, <laughs> there's just so much to worry about. I know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, what what are we doing? And it's gotten so much worse in the last two years. You know, it, and before that, yes, people could use... Filters like this, and and it would help with you know germ spread with with the flu or whatever or other viruses, and then COVID came along and it became like people's schools board meetings were discussing what type of filters they have in their HVAC right. systems. I mean that that's the the paradigm shift or the 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 spotlight moved during the last two years. Yep. So if you so- want. Go ahead. Yeah, give them the check out
1: invzbl.com, invisible.com. And mention us.
0: Yes. Because how many if it, times
2: have you guys walked in to fix a device in a room and the
0: kids had just left and it smelled terrible? Yeah. Uh, we, need yeah. we need invisible. Yeah, you need it. I wonder if invisible could make like a, like a, a dome for IT people to, to oh. use. You know, like maybe Yeah, like Bubble Boy, yeah, like Boy kind of. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. I, I do feel like I need that sometimes when I go into a classroom. Yeah, or even a building in general. Um. So yeah, contact Invisible. Let them know that you heard about them on our show. Because if it wasn't for advertisers like Invisible, uh, the show wouldn't be around. Obviously, Corey is left for a summary or not left. He's he's on hiatus, uh, but we'll get him back. But sponsors like Invisible. Or what helped make this show possible and continue to operate. So show them some love and tell them you heard about them here. What else you got, Chris? I I'm, I think I'm done. Are you done?
2: I want another dramatic reading of a terrible review. Yeah, let's look up one. We got. Yeah. Securely, it'd be a good one. Or lights. Oh, don't. don't on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hold on. securely it's loading securely who is not a sponsor but could be oh there's some good ones hold on oh good i live for this stuff here we go securely josh do you you don't use securely anymore yes we do we do and you like you like it yeah it works well uh, TM Train says securely still a trash app. <laughs> 1 star. Hey, my last review got taken down or something. No worries, I'm back to tell you how I feel. <laughs> we needed that TM Train. Yeah. It, User he he, he 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 gives it 1 star incredibly creepy. This is the most creepy, disgusting thing I've ever seen. This should not be used on high schoolers. My parents and I think this is a disgusting, controlling app. I have no respect for anyone who uses this.
0: That's funny. Because that's what so,
1: you do, Josh. You just watch what the kids do.
0: I don't have time for that, man. We only got three people. I don't got time for that. Uh, something interesting <laughs> did happen to me this week. Um, so, Chris, we have that Every once in a while, meeting for our area tech directors. You know, typically it's the county, and I invite you because yeah. you invite me to yours. Um, and I bring, I bring food. Yeah, you typically you can bring food, so that's why we invite you. I had the idea to contact the Department of Homeland Security lady assigned to Missouri about coming Hold to on. Doing... Time out, last uh, one. All right, all right.
1: <laughs> this securely review. This deserves to be deleted. It's ruining my life. um okay press on so i
0: I had an idea about doing a tabletop exercise with the 10 or so school districts in our area uh and i got commitment from the homeland security lady at the state of missouri to come and do that to run that tabletop exercise and we kind of opened it up to a few more schools in st louis and kind of in your area down in southeast missouri and we quickly had 35 schools sign up for this tabletop exercise. And now she's bringing um, a representative from the FBI, CISA, and the Secret Service. So I'm super pumped about that. We're doing that next month sometime.
2: Can you Zoom me in? I saw you post about it on Facebook, but I was too late.
0: Yeah, it happened really quick. And I don't know if Zoom would work because it's going to be like a group. There's going to be like five or six groups. I need
2: one of those uh, segues with an iPad on it. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, (laughs) virtual. What do they call that? Virtual presence or yeah, virtual presence machine. No, but I was thinking it it might be cool for one of our conferences later on to see if they'd be willing to come and duplicate that process. Um, The problem is the session is four to five hours long, so it would take up a good chunk of the day. So, anything else, Eric? I don't know if we'll have you back next week. That depends on if the big man's back.
2: Well, oh, I I just don't want to get on your bad side. <laughs> no, I don't want to be. Uh, I mean, I, Josh cuts people. Yeah, whatever. I, is is he? I is he on like a
1: probation from you, or is he you on a probation? We can't talk from about him. it. Yeah, okay. we, it, it's a I show thing. Like mean, he, Josh made us sign this gag thing. <laughs> it's bad. We can't. I mean, you talk. can see me. We're on Zoom. You can see me winking at you, right?
0: <laughs> we can't talk about what he did. Ask me if
1: Corey's okay. I'll blink two times.
0: <laughs> hey, we did um, have
1: some listener emails, like like rooting for Corey to come back.
0: Yeah. So if you liked Eric, let us know, k12techtalk at gmail.com. If, uh, if you would rather have Corey back, we don't really know. Send us an email to k12techtalk at gmail.com. Tweet us this with that. <laughs> Tweet us. Tweet is with the hashtag uh, where is Corey? Um maybe that'll get his attention and get him to come back. Who who knows at you this guys,
2: point? So is the listener email a real thing? You guys don't make that up?
0: No, those it's are real. real. You those get are legit real. real listener email. Absolutely.
2: It's, it's oddly real. Yeah. So this is like this is a real thing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, do, do you cheap, LARP
2: guys? Do you LARP eric? What's that?
1: Do you LARP? Oh what?
0: Live action I'm, role play. I'm, I know what it means.
1: <laughs> what if, what if you and Corey like larped each other?
0: What? You
1: know, like made cardboard swords. Oh, okay. Then. And
0: did a battle. And did, okay, yeah. Battle for the pod seat. Okay. Are
2: We gonna do that via Zoom?
0: I think Eric might win. Although Corey would go dirty. Corey would fight <laughs> dirty, a hundred percent. I'd take a flaming Chromebook after him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode, episode 50 of K12 Tech Talk. Give us some feedback. Uh, K12 Tech Talk at gmail.com, K12 Tech Talk Pod on Twitter. Shoot our sponsors an email. Let them know that you heard about them on our show. The more feedback you send them, the better our episodes get, maybe. Um, we'll see about that. Uh, anything else? Any closing thoughts, gentlemen? Thanks, Eric. Yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks Eric, guys. for joining us. Uh, if
1: that is your real name, yeah, I, yeah right. right. Bill,
2: well, Bill's
0: was his real name.
2: I hope if you ever get mean reviews, that you read them dramatically, like oh, mean review. listener emails. Yeah, like like Jimmy Kimmel reads mean tweets or something like that. Or do I have that right? Yeah. Some.
0: You know, no, Jimmy Fallon does tweets. that, doesn't he? Oh, was it Jimmy Fallon? One of them. I don't know. You're right. One of those late night oh, shows.
2: Mean I I sweets. one time had an idea that at a um, all school Jimmy Kim vocation we were going to have tech office reads mean tickets.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so I
2: I think you know if you I would love to hear some mean tickets. That yeah, you that'd be sweet. Oh,
0: so bring, let's do bring that. A whole
2: host and I would love for listener feedback. Yes. So um, I think you'd have mean tickets.
0: I think to keep it anonymous we would we would rather have listeners email us mean tickets um yeah so if you if you've got a a snippy ticket with some sarcasm or some snippiness that'd be awesome send it to us i feed on this stuff man remove remove the names we won't mention your name we'll keep it all anonymous uh yeah that's a great idea eric maybe you maybe you just secured your seat on the podcast that's it, a point for ariel if Corey ever
2: comes back then you know you can. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right guys that was episode 50 thanks for listening oh wait to and eric has what? to do like a thing like a oh what's I a, like a see ya like a bye-bye right that's after i say oh yeah that'd closing. be that'd
1: be hurtful to cory that's what you should you should for sure do yeah you're gonna say bye-bye
0: not like, not hey. yet but after after i close it and we stop talking wait like a half a second awkwardly and then say bye-bye Okay. With that, I'll screw with this that up. Emphasis? Okay. What? With that emphasis? Yeah. Okay. Or how, how add, add some je ne sais quoi. It would do do make it make it yours, make it your okay, own. Okay, I'll make it mine. All right, all right. All right. So <laughs> thanks. Thanks for listening to episode 50 K12 Tech Talk. Uh send us some feedback. Let us know what you think and we'll see you next time.
2: Bye-bye. <laughs> Was that good? <laughs>